right center. That ball is gone. Into Monument Park. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the 16th episode of the Monument Park podcast. As always, I'm Cole Weintraub, and that's Luke Pravacci. We last spoke on July 31st, the day after the Rizzo and Gallo debuts, and tons has happened since. We're here to talk about all the games, all of this COVID bogus, our current reliever tree, reliever trust tree, excuse me, and preview the huge upcoming series against the Chicago White Sox, including the Field of Dreams game. Luke, first off, how was your 19th birthday? I know it's today. How you doing? Appreciate it. My 19th was good. Got to see a Yankee win. We've been seeing a lot of those lately, which has been good. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, just pretty much locking in on this big series coming up. And, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Our season was kind of in a weird spot our last episode because we had just traded for Gallo and Rizzo, and we didn't really know what to think. And then we went on a tear, and now we're sitting a couple games out of a playoff spot, and the race is tightening up with the Red Sox and everything. So it's a much different feel than the last episode, so I'm excited. Well, I'm not sure how I would feel about a Red Sox one-game playoff because, you know, it probably wouldn't be in New York. Bucky didn't. Bucky didn't, but I, I don't – I don't know. I think that would be – I think my stress levels would be through the roof. That would be awesome. No, I don't even care. Awesome. I don't even care. That would be so cool. And we'd have to get a live game reaction. Unless we lose, I'd go into hibernation until Christmas if we lost. But I mean, we, we know who would be at our door uh, greeting us post – Post uh, Yankee Red Sox loss. Maybe I don't want that. Actually, now that I'm thinking. Yeah, it's probably not what we want. So, I mean, we flash it back. Marlins game two. Um, Ever ago. This is like the beginning of all these Yankee injuries. So Domingo Herman, his last start, which is like so long ago, before this Marlins start, was the Red Sox start. Had the seven, eight inning no hitter going. Forgot about that. Now gets pulled. Terrible loss. Um, <laughs> so he goes into his next start. Uh, goes four innings, two in runs, and gets pulled. Gio Rochella came in to pinch hit. Ended up not getting the hit that we needed, but we did get a pass ball. Did score the run, um, which helped. But Herman gets pulled out after four. Wondering maybe, maybe they just thought that run was super important. You are playing the Marlins. Actually turned out that Domingo Herman had an injury. Um, I believe it was his shoulder. Um, I think it was just fatigue. Fatigue. And what happened after Corey Kluber threw his no-hitter? He got hurt in his next start. So I'm not saying, you know, Domingo Herman threw a no-hitter, but, you know, the guy the guy got hurt one start post throwing all those pitches. So it, it, is, it is annoying losing an arm like Herman who can eat up innings, who's, you know, reliable. Um, to some measure, but, you know, is what it is. Um, the pen did great. Licky Holmes, Green Lalazaga. Rizzo hit two hits, home run, three runs scored. Just awesome. He's provided a, a spark. He just provided yeah. a spark, to be honest, from day one. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, just stepped in and did his job. And it, it just it just kept going. It just kept going because the guy just settled right in. And it was like everybody was just – it was just radiating among in the clubhouse, on the field. Um, picked up so many Ws. Uh, Gary and Ruggie both had good games. Take the next game, too. I mean – Dude, yeah. It's just – ever since he came over, it never felt like we were one piece away this whole year. And it's still 
doesn't feel like they're a complete team by any stretch because the offense is still very inconsistent and the bullpen has its days. But just adding that presence to the top of the lineup and the lefty bat and the clubhouse guy and everything, it filled more holes for us than I expected. So I'm very grateful for that. And we saw it in game three because we were kind of one of those games, like the getaway game threes that we weren't really winning throughout the year. Monty did all right, five innings, one run, which is actually not all right. right. (laughs) It it didn't feel feel all right, though, because we were losing. But, I mean, looking back on it, five innings, one run, there's not too much more you can ask for. And then the rally with the Guardy single and then Stan Hillen in the 5-6 hole and the third baseman threw it away, thank God, and Brett got to third because the offense was shut down all day. But then we get to second and third, one out against a high-leverage reliever, and those are the spots where we had not come through all year. And in comes Rizzo. He chokes up and hits an opposite field single to tie the game at one. And when one guy starts hitting, every guy starts hitting. And Judge, who's been – bad in these types of situations falls it up with an rbi single i believe dj got thrown out at third or maybe yeah. it was garner and he looks was, safe. He, they look safe then we got the run-ins i wasn't too worried about that i wasn't expecting too many more hits with the runs in scoring position in that inning to be honest but i don't know it got limited to 2-1 and then Bryn got into and out of trouble and then Glaber singled, and then Jazz Chisholm just forgot how to play baseball. I don't know oh, what. Buddy, buddy hit the deck. I don't know what happened. The ball, like, hit his – he fell. He threw it away. Glaber somehow he, he scored. He looked like Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It was insane. I think Glaber was running on the play, but still it was insane. But, yeah, huge insurance run. Chavi came in, attacked the hitters, got the gutsy win. But it all started – Pretty much all started with Rizzo getting that tying hit, sparked the offense, and then you start doing what we were doing. After the all-star break, we started stealing bases, Glaber stealing, put a ball in play. Things happen. Chisholm threw a ball away, insurance run. That's all all you need for a win sometimes, and it was very – gave us a lot of momentum going into Baltimore, who I thought we were going to sweep. But Yeah, I mean, when you put the – when you put the ball in play, you're going to, you know – put pressure on the other team. And I think that's that's something that has gone, gotten away from the game of baseball. Um, you see a lot of swing and miss, a lot of strikeouts, you know, just putting the ball in play. Like, I'd rather go down just – if we're going to get locked down, I'd rather us put the ball in play than strike out, what, 14 times last night against the Royals? Like, I mean, we did score a bunch of runs, but – at least put the ball in play because some teams are not good defensively. We are not a good defensive team for the most part. Um, Or for, I mean, some guys are adequate. Some guys are really good. Gallo, Judge, Rizzo, but there are some holes. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, you got to put the ball in play because the other team might screw up. Chaz Chisholm screwed up. Um, So, I mean, that's kind of my stance on it. I, I hate the strikeouts. That's why I wasn't big on the Joey Gallo, because Joey Gallo doesn't put the ball in play. I mean, Easy. sure, the guy's in a 3-2 count every single time, but he's just not putting the ball in play unless, you know, uh, he's not really doing that. So he's, if it I mean, if it wasn't for that Mariners home run, how do you think we'd be talking about Joey Gallo right now? Bad. I mean, I would be talking about, again, about Joey Gallo even with the hard one, but we're, but we're still winning. 
Yeah, so, true. Winning has to help. He's, he's I mean, he works, yeah. count, but like, it's a like, he's not good. It's a strikeout, a walker, a home run, literally 90 to 95% of the time. And his on base percentage is under 300 so far with the Yankees. So, I mean, there's that, that career high on base percentage. The 335 on base guy who had a 385 on base percentage this year. I was telling you guys, it's just career. not sustainable. It's not going to stay that way. Career year. I mean, it's career year. Guys in 215, <laughs> career year. What do you freaking do? I could go and have a career year in the big leagues and hit 215. Come on now. As long as we're winning, but like, dude, it needs to it needs to turn around with that. I mean, and then we 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 watch this game together, you know, get a little pizza going. You know, I mean, we just think it's just the O's. It doesn't matter who's pitching for us. It's, you know, it's the O's. Well, uh, it did matter who was pitching for us. As Andrew Heaney was, you know, looking like Pete Alonzo's batting practice pitcher and home run derby night because he was just serving them bit, serving them babies up um, on a silver platter. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was very annoying. It was very annoying. It didn't <laughs> – it did not look good. Um, so – it is what it is. We lost game one. Don't have to go too far. That was like the reverse. What I, what I everything I just said about Anthony Rizzo, Heaney came in and gave the absolute opposite effect on the team. Sucked <laughs> every ounce of life out of them. First <laughs> inning on, the game was done. They didn't even come close to hitting Lopez, and he had like a six ERA. It was the worst pitcher in baseball. <laughs> it's like a dead team, and it was because of Heaney. I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna get on like wow. that. He he. He stepped up in that next start, but I mean, dude, like that was <laughs> awful. There's no other way to say it. I've never seen a less inspired group of guys than I did that night. I mean, then there was the cat on the field. The most elusive cat I've ever seen in my the life. League. He was out there for 15 minutes, it felt like. He was <laughs> they, they, they everybody. If, that's, if that cat never ran away, that cat was just going to keep running around, and maybe that would have been a good thing. Maybe they would have just canceled. The most entertaining part of my night. I mean, it was just totally honest. Except for the $1 pizzas. That was crazy. We finessed DoorDash. We finessed Uber Eats. Yeah. No, we absolutely did. But, and then you flip it to Luis. Okay, is it Hill or Heel? Heel? I've heard it's Hill. Well, that's because it might be Hill. It's Heel. Like, as in Heel. heel. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. So, we'll go with Heel. He gave the Anthony Rizzo effect. Oh, okay. with- well, what happened? What happened that led to this? Garrett Cole's supposed to start this this game. Uh, yeah, Garrett Cole hits the COVID game. IL. Then we find out that Jordan Montgomery hits the COVID IL. Brutal. And you're not feeling good about this. Herman just got hurt. That's three guys in the rotation. Don't have Kluber still. Still don't have Severino. So is JMO and then like we have broken glass in our hands and we're trying to. Yeah. Turn it into a- coming off Andrew Heaney's display the night before. I was like, dude, what's gonna happen he here? Run, he run from our being our depth piece to being our like third starter in a matter and of then, 48 hours. He comes in just swaggy, chain popping, throwing strikes, and he throws six innings, shutout ball. It is against and the Orioles, but but like there's still a major league start. team, like Andrew Heaney got hit around the yard the night before and then he comes in and shuts him down and then wow what happens everybody hits except for gallo obviously we had 
we had seven guys with RBIs. Glaber, DJ, Rizzo, Stanton, Gary, and Wade all had RBI hits. And then Stanton and Judge had home runs. Awesome. All meaningless. Both meaningless. No, the Stanton one was good. 5-1 to 8-1. That's that, that meant we could put in Riddings and Kruner and not waste the pen. And Riddings, he, that was cool. He was throwing very hard. Yeah, it's like this is the problem with doing podcasts so far out. It's because we talk about how Anthony Rizzo this, Anthony Rizzo that. But it always has a bad ending because Anthony Rizzo is not on the team right now. Same thing with talking about Stephen Riddings yesterday, who just stunk yesterday. It's like we can't, we can't like put something together and like talk all positive about it because that's not how this year is going. Nothing just stays, you know, afloat. It always has to go down. I, I kind of disagree because a lot of pitchers have had meltdown outliers this year. Obviously, Chapman's had his thing. That's not an outlier. He's a mess. But Lewisig is coming and stunk. Abreu's came in, looked terrible, and then looked good. JMO, bad to worse. It's just everything fluctuates so differently throughout well, yeah, the year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, no, I think that's a good thing. Like, we come in and you get to see our emotions when this was happening and then when something completely different was happening. And I think that – Well, yeah, that's why we need multiple episodes because – there has to be a difference because we're coming in talking about how Steven Riggs is a beast. And, but, but we, but we know what happens in the end because like, I still don't pitch bad. If we, if we had multiple episodes where we're talking about Steven Riggs is a beast, Steven Riggs is Steven Riggs at. And we look stupid. <laughs> and then we come in the next. Run away and let's up three runs. That's what you just got to do with a podcast, man. You got to have takes. So, you know, maybe that's a change for the future. Um, it should. we'll be in the it's same. Just, it's just, uh, I don't know. Just knowing, knowing what happens in the end after a 10 day stretch. I mean, if it wasn't for yesterday, Riddings would be like third on my trust tree. It's true. I'm not even kidding. I still, I mean, I mean, he had a bad outing. Like, what are you going to do? They and it was a good team all that released him too. Maybe that's why. Maybe, maybe just couldn't hold up. But yeah, I mean, great win against the O's is what it is. So you got to come into the series the next day and win. You have to. You have to win the series the next day. JMO didn't look too stupendous early. Gave up two runs in the first. Aaron Judge couldn't throw out a runner at home. Made me really upset is what it is. Um, I mean, he ended up getting someone later in the game. Cedric Mullins tried testing that. Cool. That hose. But, and the Orioles, you know, got bit on. Did you see that tweet where it was like, you can't test Aaron Judge's arm or like Cedric Mullins can always beat out Aaron Judge's arm. And they tweeted something like that early in the game when Judge didn't throw him at home and then Judge oh, throws him really? out. And everyone's going all over the O's. I mean, the Orioles are, the Orioles are just a meme. Yeah. Like, it's a total meme. Like, stay off social media. Maybe they should just delete their social media. Not even worth the time of day. Just a thought. Um, but yeah, settled right in. Six and a third, three runs, two earned. I mean, this guy – see, JMO. here's a guy that we're talking about where he had a good outing, and then all of a sudden we know yesterday he, he did bad. No, he didn't do bad yesterday. He's stayed afloat. He's been good straight across, and we're just going to keep talking about it. Just we've been talking about it like, like yeah, last seven episodes. Yeah, well – 
Luke's been telling me for weeks that I can't praise Jameson Tyone. Because once you do, he's going to stink again. I'm convinced. I've praised him like the last three episodes. And all right, all right. On the he's broadcast, great. on the broadcast, they're talking about how great he's been, and I'm not even bothered by it anymore. Maybe no, like three not. starts ago, maybe because like he still hasn't done it long enough. But now, now is the real deal. This Don't guy's tell different. Me he's sub four. He's different. Don't tell me he's sub four. He's three eight two. <laughs> he's three eight two, bro. This guy, this guy's ERA has dropped under almost two runs since that. Philly, excuse me, Philadelphia start. Two runs. Oh, my changed man, Jameson Tyone. How do you do? Come on, that's Come crazy. Hyped for him because in, I think that might have been the first time we saw him do bad out the gate and then fix it. I feel like sometimes yeah. it was he'd start good and then kind of tail off. And then sometimes he'd do bad at first and couldn't get it back. So that was very nice to see where see. he didn't have it and then he had it. Because he just adjusted. I mean, he had to adjust. The thing that nobody's praising, well, people are praising, but not enough people are praising. Jamison Tyon had to reconstruct himself in the middle of the year. Guys yeah. work out all winter, all, all spring training to get to a spot where they want to be to go into the season. Jamison Tyron got into a spot that he thought he was good in, saw the results, they weren't good, so he had to make an adjustment, and he's changed everything, everything. He used to be a two-pitch pitcher, a fastball and a curveball. Now he's fastball, curveball with crazy spin, change up. I think he mixes in a, a sinker. Um, all sorts of stuff up he just, there. He's just multi-dimensional. He used to be yeah. just two-dimensional and so hittable and so easy to foul pitches off because you knew that either one or two was coming. So the guy, I mean, just props to him, man. He, he, he figured himself out and he got the job done. And coming from a pitcher, I mean, that's, that's hard to do mid-season. It's, it's just not very easy. I mean, mid-game maybe. You, you could figure something out, but mid-season to change your whole entire season to completely turn the page, I mean, that's, that's a great job. It's a great job, and I'm, and I'm happy. I mean, we were talking about our rotation maybe a month ago, uh, about next year's rotation, about a month ago. And Jamison Tyron, we never even brought up Jamison Tyron in the top five. We were thinking maybe like Sonny Gray bullpen treatment or just ship him off for, you know, shed long in the offseason. Like, it was just like <laughs> – we, we had zero expectations. We were kind of maybe, maybe you weren't done with JMO, but I was certainly done with JMO. And he's like the first Yankee. Sonny Gray didn't really have a turnaround. JMO had a turnaround. And I love to see it. And I'm glad he's going to be here next year. It was promising. Got to see him keep doing it, but it is promising. And then, I mean, another guy. I mean, we'll, were we done with this, this game? I honestly forget where we left it off. Well, I didn't really. I mean, no, we, I was gonna segue into Desi, but never mind. Keep going. I'd oh, keep so going. I mean, Harvey's pitching, and Harvey's got this twenty-inning scoreless streak going, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thinking either we're going to hit him hard, or we're not hitting him at all because we didn't hit him at all earlier in the season, and it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Um, Anthony Rizzo's at bat in the first inning was one of the best at bats I've seen all year. I think it was like 14, 15 pitches. 
but he fouled off like six or seven pitches in like the upper deck. This guy was hitting bombs. I sent out a tweet during the at-bat. I said, Rizzo is going to get to Harvey tonight. All he need, all he needed was another at-bat. He got the other at-bat and he took him deep. And I looked like a genius. Thank you, Tony. Um, just, just, he's just a beast. Um, they pulled Matt Harvey after like three or four innings because they knew we were on him. And when they pulled him out, I mean, we got to that bullpen and I, I don't even know if I can name three guys in that bullpen if I really tried. And we did a job and we just, we, we just hit and hit and hit. Stan had a bloop single. Um, double actually. Neighbor, yep. Bloop double. Three That's runs. Four. Three runs. That was crazy. Uh, Glaber had a hit, big hit. Well, why is it get double double play in the, in the seventh? Holmes and Abreu shut the door. I mean, won the series. Got to be happy after that first game because it's like when you lose that first game of the season, it's so deflating, especially against the Orioles. We, we come off that sweep against the Marlins, and then Andrew Heaney gives up four home runs in the first four innings against the Baltimore Orioles. Like eight balls to the warning track. It just felt like – it was. <laughs> And then, and then Cole gets COVID. And then it's like the mood just completely just hits the floor. And then you get picked up by heel. And then Jameson Tyon gives you a good start. It, it just it just all worked out. And I'm glad. I'm just glad it all worked out. And uh, got to go play the M's. I mean, they're, they're, they're a tough team. They're right on us. I believe they were a game behind us in the wild card. And we – game and a half maybe. And we uh, – we put them in their place. Yes, sir, we did. And another guy who's kind of pitched his way into maybe a feature with the team is Nestor, who had a gutsy five innings, two runs. Not yesterday. Uh, well, he, he battled yesterday. He battled, but it's just another one of those examples where yeah, we talk not. about the player and then we got to talk him down. I mean, we don't got to talk down. It was Salvi's day. If it wasn't Salvi's day, it would have been fun. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, yeah, I mean, Nestor. We yeah we he he let up two runs in five innings but it he looked sharp he looked really bad in the first inning and I but did not did. think it was gonna be and he did the same thing yesterday I did not think it was gonna be his day I'm waiting for the Nestor implode game and I yesterday's not an implode game because stuff didn't go his way but I'm waiting for the uh, I'm waiting for like the six runs in one inning and we're just like ah. With the bullpen hot, get Nick Nelson and Krisky double barreled in the pen. Double barreled nails, but yeah, he he has done that a couple of times where he's like went just black and white, like when he throws strikes, he's unhittable, hanging stuff. And then he comes out the second inning and he's like painting like nine mid 90s, low 90s, like wherever he wants. And it's like, oh, okay, he can do that. But what I really did like about this game was it was one of those games where we like we weren't doing what we need to do like we couldn't really score yeah like it just felt everything felt so difficult Jonathan Davis flying out to the track like deepest part of the ballpark stuff wasn't going our way and we executed some good small ball with the Glaber sack fly who he that was the inning that was the inning where we had second and third nobody out and we scored one run and it was the sack fly oh Bellinger just went deep again. Again, sorry, I'm watching the Philly game. Um, Such freak. Besides the point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 
I mean, yes, yeah, second and third, nobody out. Glaber hits a sack fly, and then Gallo doesn't tag up from second and go to third. Yeah, so you have and Davis coming up, the next two hitters, and we're not we're not scoring. So I don't know why Greg Allen isn't up instead of Jonathan Davis. I mean, they it wasn't a loophole necessarily. You know, the short porch were portraying it as a loophole. I mean, Greg Allen was up as a COVID replacement, and they had the ability to send him down, and then they picked Jonathan Davis up off waivers. Jonathan Davis, as I remember, because I was big on Blue Jay prospects back a couple years ago, and I remember Jonathan Davis. He was like, you know, fifth or sixth in their in their organization, and he came up. Didn't have a rough first year, but then he looked pretty good last year. Um, very fast, good defender. Um, yeah, he has a good jump to the ball. Yeah, good jump on the ball. And I remember he took he took us deep last year. So they definitely know, made a mental note of that if he was ever available, and he was available. And I feel like he's a young player with speed. Maybe they can get his bat going, and it would be an absolute type thing i could see yeah, that sure geo Rochella type thing although geo Rochella had some time in the minors to kick it back up jonathan davis is kind of like you know i wouldn't say major league ready because he's really it feels, forced. It feels forced it feels I'm forced but them. they just wanted to give him a shot and i don't blame him i mean I don't, it, yeah. it, you gotta it, when you have a chance like that you gotta do it um but i think the the jonathan davis train has come to a you know a sad ending and Greg Allen should be back and got back in the big leagues. And I mean, he, was just produ- he was just producing. Is a I mean, he was doing more. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Maybe not, maybe not too much, but he was doing more. He's still, yeah. I'm fine with Gardner out in center, though. Um, He's been, I mean, what? I mean, Gardner's just been much better. What's going on? What's going on? You know what I just noticed? This, uh, this guy pitching for the Phillies, side note, this guy pitching for the Phillies, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm going to try that. It's little J Vera. It's two L's O B E R A. It's going to give up back to back to back home runs against the Mets in the ninth inning a couple days ago. Pitches yesterday gives up a home run to Muncie. They throw him back out there tonight and he gives up a home run to Bellinger. I mean, talk about Andrew Heaney throwing batting practice. I mean, this guy's just coming in and saying, here you go. He needs to go back to triple A and just scrap everything. Yeah, and here come pools. Um, all right, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. It's late, so I'm just it's very late, eleven thirty. Better get um, on it. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, game one. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean this just felt like a game we weren't supposed to win, and some small ball and good pitching kind of kept it kept us in it. Except we let up a run to go down three two going into the seventh, and Gallo comes up two on two out. Couldn't really feel too confident. He hasn't really came through in a Yankee uniform yet. I had a – well, you saw – you did you see um, you see Gardy talking to him prior to the at-bat? Coaching him up, and then he comes in and drops his shoulder down real low, like down here. I wish you had and, a bat. And he, it and he kind of like jumps up. And he like hitched it and hit it straight in the air, and you just look up, and it's just heading towards that porch, and it literally landed in the first row. Absolute porch job. Statcast said it was 347 feet. I would bet every dollar to my name that that wasn't 347. I mean, that's just just not. That's just not true. It's not factually true. It was like 320 feet. It was so shallow, and it was such a Yankee Stadium home run. But we don't. We don't. Okay. 
the architecture. We don't build the stadium. It's fine. It was built, I don't know, over 100 years ago. Sorry. Sorry about it. We're not sorry about Junior's Mr. November home run either. No. Shout out Jeffrey Meyer. Went out. I was just – God, it felt like I was thinking the same thing. It felt like – it just felt like one of those games we weren't supposed to win and things kind of just went our way. Paul Seawalt, who's been pretty much locked down all year, you know, I mean, that would, I mean, Joey Gallo, you needed that. Um, not that he's done all that much since, but um, he definitely needed that moment just to, you know, get, just to get back into the Bronx and hear that, hear that cheer because Rizzo was getting all the cheers. Rizzo was getting, Gallo was getting some cheers, but, you know, he wasn't getting the, quite the ovation. Did Pujols yeah. just take him deep? Yeah. Wow. I mean, this guy's awful. This is crazy. Okay. It's, it wasn't a home yeah. run, it was a double. It's, I mean, this guy stinks. Gallo, yeah, like you said, Gallo just needs to keep doing that in big situations and we'll all grow to love him quick. But he came through here and got us, gave it to Britton, who got a big double play, and then Chapman came in and closed the door. Barely. He's he's a heart attack to watch. Oh, my God, the Hanniger. Hanniger, he hung a slider, two on, two out. Oh, hit my it, God. Hit it. Pretty much the wall and Gallo caught. I would have broke my heart. It's we could have lost this game like six different times. No, but we didn't. But we didn't. Ball goes. Oh my god! We're on the we're on the other side of that coin. So it's just I could I could have I could have a field day on Zach Britton right now. Ah, I could go off, but you know, did have have a better did have a better outing today. I'll give him that. Was he blowing but, a game yet, though? Like, I'm all right. He's just, well, yeah, he did blow a game uh, two nights ago. If you, well, know, if you remember. He didn't blow that game. That's true. I think it's the first and, time in the modern era where a team had five save situations, four blown saves, and won that game. My dad told me that this morning. He says 1901. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's in the, well, in the modern era, yeah. And then no, I believe – That's the same, the what was the game? Have we gotten there yet? The game where we had all these. Oh, okay, it's the next game. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say you could just get into that now. So speaking of the next game, this is the game where it was the first time in the modern era where a team won an extra innings game, um, with no pitcher going more than two innings. So I mean, this game, game was just weird, you know. You know, having a good time, checking the game out at the bowling alley. Guys turning on the Mets game. They're going to lose anyway. Um, Do you want me to read you the list of pitchers before we do this? Sure. Just read it off. Wandy, one and two-thirds, no runs. Riddings, one and third, no runs, no hits. Jolie, one inning, no runs. Holmes, one and a third, one run. Litke, one and a third, no runs. Loisega, one and a third, no runs. Britton, clean inning. Green, one unearned run. And then, oh, yeah, the runner on second in the 10th. And then Abreu, one inning, no runs. That's nine pitchers. We had, we threw nine pitchers and only gave up two runs. Oh, the Jays just – Blew it open against the Angels. That's awful. We can't catch a game on anybody today. 
is what it is. Yeah, we I mean, that was a crazy, just, crazy game. I mean, that's just baseball's the, 2021. It's just, it's terrible. Um, I, I don't, I, it's just not baseball to me. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. But I mean, it did work because we won the game. Um, down one nothing, you know, bases loaded, no outs, scored one on a judge, sack fly, fell behind two to one, two on, two outs, Stanton in the 10th. So it gets to the 10th. And uh, oh, Litke gave up a run in there on Abraham Toro. I was just waiting for that guy to beat us. Um, just waiting. And Stanton comes up, two outs. And I just have no confidence. Oh, can we talk about – I'm sorry, I jumped. So we're down one nothing. We have the bases loaded, nobody out. Against Diego Castillo, our father. <laughs> this guy is our father. Judge comes up. Needs an absolute seed to left field. Just right at him. Okay, fine. We got the run in. Judge is really upset with himself. I understand. Blah, blah, blah. So you know who comes up next? Swing's first pitch and hits into an inning-inning double play? Yeah. Giancarlo Stanton. Thanks. So, you know, after that at-bat, I was not feeling – I was not feeling Giancarlo Stanton come on up in a big spot and came up in a big spot. And he did the job. And I was stunned. Um, tied the game at two. And then probably one of the gutsiest performances that we've seen here behind heel. Albert Abreu coming in to that, what, 11th inning? Top of the 11th. Top of the 11th and just shutting down. Shutting down. So hype. So hype. So hype. God. He's a young pitcher. He's going to get hit hard sometimes. But you know, I mean, I'm just looking at this guy. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this guy just depressed in the dugout. I mean, you just feel bad for the guy. I just just gave up like eight runs. Um, but sorry. I you know that Albert Ray has has stuff and you want him to be in the bullpen next year because you want to see him make that leap. Uh, when you're throwing a hundred and it's moving, get up, get him in the bullpen. If he can throw strikes, and he did. I mean, I'm at one point today, he had 22 strikes out of 26 pitches. I mean, the guy can throw strikes, which is good. Um, so, yeah, he did a great job. Cardi comes up, hits the walk-off. Cardi's clutch. I believe it was his eighth walk-off hit for the Yankees in his, since 08 when he got called up. So, I mean, it's just another moment where he's still – Whenever you think he's dead, he just comes out and gets he clutch. Up, and he has the – and he had an at-bat before that where he just had a great at-bat. I mean, he didn't. It didn't result in anything, but comes up then, and then works a great up at base hit, gets into an early two strike count, gets the job done. And um, I mean, you saw the thing with Gallo where he's talking to Gallo right before the at bat. He goes and hits a home run, and then he, he has a moment like this. He's a veteran. He's supposed to be our fifth outfielder every year, and he ends up being the starter. And people get mad at him because they expect more. They're like, I want Guardy out. I want Guardy out. Guardy should be here. We just need someone better. And yeah, we, we do have people better. They're just injured. The personnel for Guardy to play the role that he's supposed to play. And, he exactly. plays and let's not forget, this guy had 28 home runs two years ago. Two. I 28 home runs. I bet your left fielder didn't hit 28 home runs this year. Whoever's talking smack. Brett Garner hit 28 home runs two years ago. 
put that on his name. Um, yeah. Yeah. A little quicker. Can't, can't say enough about, huh? Move a little quicker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Andrew Heaney. Oh, blew it up at the beginning. Four end runs through two innings, but yeah, I, don't I, mean, think, I think he gave up one hit in his next four innings. Insane. He got through six. Kept us in it. He took out nine batters. The offense hasn't been great, but Judge hit a bomb in the first. So we were down 4-1 until the sixth. Then we just put some at-bats together. Rugi hit another porch job. Shot down the line. Off Beltre-esque. Yes, sir. And then Glaber, again, put a ball in play. I don't really know what the outfielder was doing, but he fell and Glaber ended up on third. So that was great. Higgy drove him in with a double. First and third, one out. Rizzo hits a sharp grounder right at the first base bag. It gets snagged, and the guy steps on the bag, and DJ's smart enough to hang in the pickle and allow the run from third to score to give us the lead 5-4. Great baseball play. First I time on the bases this year, I was impressed. Very impressive. And then – I mean, that guy didn't have much of a play. I mean, France uh, – He just, he just stood baseman. here and let, and let the run score is exactly what he had to do. Well, the thing is – I mean, your initial reaction as a first baseman is when the ball's hit hard at you, you're going to step on first base as fast yeah. as possible and try to get the force out at second base. And that's mm-hmm. what I always did. Um, but in this situation, he actually needed to go to second first to actually try to turn the double play. But instead, he hits the bag. He's got to get the force out. He has to throw out – it has to tag out LeMahieu. And in in the same, you know, sequence, the runner's scoring. So – yeah, no, that was big, and the fact that that was the difference in the game. I mean, it just yeah. having Anthony Real. putting the ball I, in play, putting the ball. I in thought play. we were gonna need more runs, and then Holmes, Jarrod, and Wiseka. I mean, Holmes, it was just gross. It shut it down. Five four win. Sometimes it comes down to the difference between a smart player two in the game, and that was definitely one of them. I think you, we actually forgot to talk about how Gary Sanchez got COVID as well. He did. And our catchers have gotten maybe three million bases stolen on them since he left. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna point that out from a fan perspective. The Royals have probably stolen thirty bags this weekend or this week. Oh, and Urshela got hurt too. Forgot to mention that. He's been hurt. I feel like since the Marlins series. Yeah. Which we, we might have even mentioned that last episode. It's been a long time. But he yeah. had a setback. He was supposed to be back today, actually. Yeah. Setback, not going to see him this week. We would have been really nice to have him for the White Sox series. But, I mean, Rugi stepped in. He's made, I think, one error, but hasn't He's really. Terrible. He's terrible at playing third base. <laughs> he hasn't, like, bit us yet, though. But we have looked sloppy. We need GR show. Didn't Rudy give up an error in some loss recently and it opened the floodgates? Didn't he like botch the game you were at, which is the game that we'll talk about right now? Yeah, game four. I mean, that game. I mean, we could have played that game all day, all night. We weren't, we just weren't going to hit the ball. I don't know what it was. They just didn't even get He's got to make the play because then all for sure. It was a, it was a one hopper. We need Geo back. I don't know what's going on. They need him back, but I mean, we're still winning games, so I'm not going to. No, this was the game before. This was the game where we found out Anthony Rizzo got COVID, so Luke Voigt's back up. You want 
Lafoy to do everything that he can to give the Yankees a tough decision so that when Rizzo comes back, they're thinking about, mm, what do we do here? Not that I want them to do something like that, but I want, I want Voight's value back up. If, if that's all it's going to be, I want Voight to play his value back up because if we do, in fact, have to move him and want teams to see that he's still the Luke Voight of last season. And, I mean, his last few games, I mean, he had a really rough game four. Pretty sure he went over. He had multiple opportunities. Left like seven runners on base. And he left in, you know, a small village on base, as Josie McFly would say. It's just a small village. Um, he was impressed. What are you going to First game back after the trade. First game back, you know, guy guy gets uh, called up out of nowhere. But Louisville, baby, five innings. Dirty. After going six scoreless, Dirty. the first first guy. Dirty. Um, first guy in Yankee history since, I believe, 1909, since Slow Joe. Slow Joe. Um, I'll pull up his name. It's just the it's just crazy the, what the guy's been doing. Slow Joe Doyle um, was the last person to do that, and Louis Heal is just has been dominant, and you can just tell. I mean, he doesn't get sent down, but he's not going to pitch for the next five days. I don't know why people were going crazy about why Louis Heal got sent down. He's going to get called back up. You just got to relax sometimes, honestly. Like he's, so he's I'm I'm just very encouraged to see what we've seen. The guy coming in, his biggest you know, set setback, maybe not setback, but his one major concern was his control. And I, he would look pretty controlled. Three walks through two starts, 12 innings, 11 innings. So, I mean, I mean, that's at the biggest level. And those are important games. So, I mean, he did a great job. Too bad we didn't hit because we should have. No. Uh, had a bad error in the first inning. Um, but then we got out of it. So, one thing I wanted to touch on this game, there was a situation we had the bases loaded, two outs, and the umps stopped Kikuchi, the Mariners pitcher, twice and gave like this motion, like he was rolling through his pitches. And I couldn't figure out why he wouldn't just call the ball. He got like two warnings, it seemed like. And talk about box. I mean, we've seen multiple. And all, and in the Royal Series, we get just every ticky-tacky ball called, it felt like. But I just never had seen something like that where twice with a runner on third, they're going to, like, give him a warning like we're in high school. It didn't make sense. Oh, they give him a warning? Like, it seemed like it. He, like, would he called time and then went, like, like, I don't know what he was doing, but everyone thought it was, like, he was rolling through his motion like when you don't all the way come set. So we were very, I was very confused. It could have been something I was missing. I was hoping you knew, like, no, I didn't see it. but he just kept going like this and then let it would just wouldn't do anything. And I, I mean, we I got know. so unlucky. You had the Higgy ball driven to the track that Jared Kellnick made, like a, you know, that was insane. Like a Wes Walker, if he had caught the ball in the Super Bowl catch. I mean, yeah just like completely changed direction and just caught it. I mean, Jared Kellnick, I think the Yankees woke up Jared Kellnick. Oh, he, um, he looked very good. He looked very good. He got he, thrown out of this game. He did? Yeah, he was arguing a bad strike call, and I think in the sixth or the seventh, it was an awful strike call. It was like this high. Oh, I think I saw that. But, yeah, I mean, just just a bad game all around. And we got to go, go play Kansas City. Um, 
But Jamison Tyone, man. I mean, six, we had our ace. Six innings, one was it an unearned run? Was it I can check that for you? Four hits. Four. How many K's? Uh no earned runs. Holy smokes. I didn't even catch that. No earned runs. Four K's. Four K's. It is what it is, but he just keeps rolling. He just keeps going. Can't and be I stopped. love it. Can't be um, stopped. We didn't score a run till the seventh inning, which wasn't good. No one did. Um, seventh, and then Voight got a hit, and then they tied it. Judge got a hit. They tied it. Voight with a two-out bomb in the top of the ninth to go ahead. They tie it. Higgy sack fly and guardy base it. So it's like, all right, we're up 5-3. We'll close it. They tie it again. DJ double. Base is juiced after some good at-bats. Tyler Lopez Whitney. takes one off the jaw. Right off the face, and Wade scores from second. Wandy comes in, looked like he was going to blow it again. They had two on, two out, down two. He got two outs quickly and then gave up, like, a single and then, like, a run score, and then he gave up another single. And then Carlos Santana, who you know I am scared of, so do. comes to the plate, and I'm terrified. And, uh, I mean, finally got a ground ball out, so – yeah, Four no. blown saves in one game, and we still win. I mean, this team, you could go back at the end and be like, what is going on? Like, how is this team – like, why are we even – like, I don't understand. All these – no, like, the no-hitter and the triple plays and then a game like this and all those blown leads with the four-run leads in the ninth inning, like, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just a very weird season. I, I thought last year was going to be a weird season. This one's even weirder. And we didn't we didn't even play 100 games last year. Um, so, yeah. Weird. Not done talking about that game. This next game, I mean, Salvador Perez was just Salvador Perez. We didn't get him out. We walked him twice in the first game. Coming in, he only had 13 walks on the season. We, we walk him twice. So, that's nice. Um, you know what I realized? And my dad said to me, he is just so much better than Gary. Just so yeah, I mean, he's all he's famous. Sitting like, well, yeah, he's you know he's on the track, but two eighty hitter, twenty nine home runs this year. Guy's got like over seventy RBIs. Like this is the Gary that we thought we had. Well, this is what we saw in twenty seventeen from Gary. Similar batting average, similar home run count, etc. Gary fell off. I mean, Salvador Perez. Fan favorite. I always wanted Salvador Perez. After Gary Sanchez started plummeting, I thought Salvi was our guy. He's a lifer. He's but a he, royal. He got resigned. So, I mean, the Royals are going to keep him. That's their guy. That's their fan favorite. He's the face of the franchise. It is what it is. He's the only guy from that 2015 team that's stayed on the team the entire time. I know Davis and Holland are back, but besides the point, Salvador Perez is just a beast. He hit the home runs off Nezzy. Um, it is what it is. Oh, can we talk about the Luizaga balk thing? So the guy shift his leg. This is the first game. He shifts his leg, and they call a balk. He didn't care about the runner on second base. He wasn't trying to entice the hitter at all. He wasn't trying to make a you know, play at second, or he wasn't even going into his motion. He just wanted time. He was stepping off, and they call a balk? It's like, like, can we get a little, you know, clarity on the rule? Like, the guy, the balk is when you try to, what, you know, throw off the hitter or, like, you're going into your motion and then you stop. You can't do that. But he wasn't. He wasn't going into his motion. 
It was such a subtle move. So subtle. It's like a typical just look at me call where the ump just isn't making enough noise in the game. Just has to do something bold. Like you see it in basketball. They'll just throw like a charge and do the whole aggressive like thing when it just wasn't a charge or in football, just like, I don't even know, call some like stupid infraction that doesn't even, isn't even real. And in baseball, it's just the buck. Like you just call a typical, like not. It's like the infield umpire. It's like, I don't even, it's just, are you even watching me? No, like, no, the um, umpire. Is yeah. Like, oh yeah. I, like, it's that's like what I'm saying. It's just a straight like ego call. It seemed like it just didn't make any sense. They got to refine the rule a little bit. I feel like they get the arms get like literal with it. And it's like, dude, like there's some human element to this, you know, like, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. It was very ticky tacky and had a huge impact on the game. And Boone went ballistic, which I liked, but yep, he did. And well, I mean, he had to, he had to go berserk. Um, so yeah, game two, we lose is what it is. Writings came in and just fell apart. Um, game three today, we had to. We had to jump on Brady Singer. He struggled all year, gave up, I believe, seven runs and two innings to the Orioles his last start, and we did. Jumped on him. We had, like, 11 hits through, like, five innings, six innings. Uh, Voight and Ruge had big two-out hits. Tyler Wade looks like – I mean, Tyler Wade, I mean, just give him a shot. Oh, Set my flavor God. Down. What is going on like, here? Torres got hurt. Him and Rugi, the way they were just driving the ball today, Rugi like went oppo. I thought he looked like he almost hit it out to like left center, and Wade's just hitting the ball everywhere, walking or hitting them every single time, stealing bases, making just unnecessary diving catches. We'll, we'll ignore it because he's doing well. Like he's, I don't know what's gotten into him. I really don't. I enjoy. I like it though. It's great. But yeah, it's just, just another spark. Loved it. I mean, just the, just another win. Not much to really say. I mean, Ruben Edodor makes two errors at two different positions today. I mean, Carl Santana came up with another chance to tie the game. Mm. Last time was to win, but this was another chance to tie, and then we turned to double play. But you know, game ending double play, and Ruby just just flips it as if yeah. like what was that? I don't know. I don't know. Let's 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 move on to our trust tree and then we'll call it a night. Um so of the guys that we have up right now, this is a you know scratch list. So this could be you know one guy a little too off wrong. Of the guys in your bullpen right now, it's Green, Loisica, Britton, Jolie, Wandy, Litke, Abreu, Kerner, um, Riddings and Grisky. All right. My number one guy. My number one trust guy right now is J-Lo. It's Johnny Lawazka. What do you think I was going to say? Well, Chad Green's at the top of it on the dock. So I was oh, I'll just write him out. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I mean, yeah, I is my number one guy. How about, you agree? I agree 100%. Yeah. Number two right now, Chad Green. Chad Green's my number two guy. Chad Green's my number two guy because – Look at the other names. Chad Green's my number two guy. Chad, Green's, Chad Green pitches so much. They overuse him. It's like 
Like I trust him. I need to see. I need to. See, I need to see Chad Green pitch in the game before I can say, "All right, he doesn't have it. He's going to get shelled." Or like today in his first inning, he was just throwing dots like curveballs for a strike, and you just knew that he had it, right? Yeah, I agree. I have some days where he comes though. in and just throws flat fastball, and you're like, okay. But going into it, initial reaction when Green's getting put in, he's got to be my number two guy. If if I trust Green in the seventh more than Britain in the eighth, but I trust Britain in the eighth more than Green in the eighth. Okay. I feel like he Green folds. I feel like he needs to be in his green folds and save situations too. In like mid, not like mid leverage because it's like high leverage still with the way the game's played now with starters going five innings. But he needs to be in that like sixth or seventh inning. Did we ever mention that Chapman got hurt? I mean, left shoulder inflammation. I mean, this team is just so injured. I'm sorry, I completely forgot about that. We've just been all over the place, but that throws a wrench into it for sure because you're forced to use green lawizing britain in a save situation and really zach britain buddy he had like 55 close their saves like what five years ago like can you not close a game anymore i was encouraged well, by zach britain. i he's he's been a heart attack recently i'll just britain, think britain you know the thing about britain and the knock on britain this year has been his velocity and today Throw him so I throw him so words. I saw him throw 96. The fact that he has 96 in the tank is encouraging. It's the yeah, injury. It complete I you know, I wanted to say, oh, get Zach Britton out of here, get Zach Britton out of here. But now that I'm thinking about it, the injury that he had at the beginning of the year sets sets him back so much. And then he gets hurt again. He's been injured twice. He goes into the season hurt, comes back, gets a hamstring injury. So we got to go do it all over again. So he's the off season. I mean, he's been getting ground balls lately that he getting ground balls that he wasn't getting earlier, and it kind of makes sense because he just didn't have innings. Where like you're saying, these injuries are kind of messed with his year. Yeah, like, it wasn't like he he had a, like a whole bunch of innings and then got hurt again. It was like five innings and then he gets hurt in Boston and he's done. So yeah, uh, no. I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him more, more of a leash, but like right now in these games, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's kind of like, it's kind of like playing Rugnet Odor at third base. It's like, why are we playing him at third base? Like, what is that doing for us? Is there a reason DJ LeMahieu's not playing third base? Is there something we don't know about? Well, it's that, is that like injury he had before where that he just came back from, I think. Right. But he's got to oh, – we talked about this. He's got to cover more range at second base. He's got to cover whole, you know, side of the infield. I don't know. Third base where he's got to, you know, cover in front of him. I'm just going to assume that there's a reason. Tell us then. Like, what – tell us. I mean, they don't got to tell us everything. Like, if there's – if Rugnet Odor is playing third base, part of me is just like, I'll – there's a reason. And I'll just let it go because there's a reason. Because there can't not be a reason. Because that you would let, can you really like, let it go when the guy keeps making errors? All right, we're talking about reliever trust tree. Um, I put all right at the end. I put Britain over Green right now. 
just the way like when I watch him, I'm confident he's gonna get that ground ball and get us out of the end. Green, it's like you know, like I know he's good, but he could come in and throw 96 middle middle and just get cranked. So I just hate how Britain just the any leadoff man is on base. It, it doesn't matter. The leadoff man is always on base. The thing with Green is he could strike out the first guy. The leadoff man's never his issue. It's not really Chad Green not finding the plate. That's really not his problem. And I can't stand relievers who can't find the plate because they give me, you know, anxiety. So that's why Britain's my number three guy. Fair, um, fair. I, yeah. Number four, Albert Abreu. No, <laughs> no. Albert Abreu slash Riddings. Really? For four, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, right? Like, who? I'm not putting Licky there. Licky is not. Oh, Licky's, ERA. Licky's, ERA. Licky's third to last, by the way. His ERA is so, like, deceiving. He's atrocious. He came in that game on Sunday, and I was well, like. Yeah, air by Odor. Huh? Oh, dude. That I, was I, this is so much that has happened. The Guardi and then Odor did it today. The Guardy slaps. You didn't see that? Come what on, are they doing? They're just, they're just giving each other concussions now. My buddy texted me. He's like, with this injury history, this new celebration is not going to go well. Next 30 minutes, Rizzo's on the COVID aisle. I was like, thanks, dude. Um, oh. All right. So, four or five. I'll go Jolie. I'll go Litke. I'll go Wandy. I'll go Kerner and Krisky. Yeah. So in total, I'll go. I put mm, – you got to put one. Riddings is after whoever – Loisaga, for me, Loisaga, Britton Green. I guess a Abreu, geez. And then whoever's pitching better out of Wandy and Jolie – and then Ridding, or yeah, and then Riddings, and then the other one of those two, and then Licky, Kerner, Krisky, Nelson. All right, my list, Loisaga, Green, Britton, Albert slash Kerner. Uh, you mean Riddings? Oh, sorry. Brain is a little tired. I'll start again. Loisaga, Green, Britton, uh, Albert Bray slash Riddings, and then I'll go Jolie, Litke, Wandy, uh, Kerner, Krisky, and that's it. There's my really rich history, but I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna change eventually. Where would you, where'd you put Holmes if he was in there? Holmes, he's definitely like above Wandy. I would put him literally like with he's in that a bridge. He's slash, he slash Jolie. I mean, I, I no, I actually trust him more than Jolie because because uh, the ground ball effect. Yeah, he's um, like yeah. So it's that's the same, that. the same concept as what Britain does. It's just Britain's Britain and Combs hasn't done it consistently yet. But it's they're trying to do the same thing. I feel like. Ozzy Alves hit a game-winning three-run home run. Yay. Um, 
baseball. And we had a chance to pick up J.B. Wendelkin, who was a good reliever for the A's. And with all the COVID issues, waiver claim, maybe, Yankees, hello. This guy had a 1-8 ERA last year, 25 Isn't it the worst team to get the highest priority, though? Maybe. That might be it. The Diamondbacks got him. He was controllable through 24, too. So maybe that's – I think – That's insane that they just cut him. What is that? I don't know. Seems like a raise kind of move, but – yeah, like what? I'm trying to be the Rays because it never works. Um, all right. Well, I mean that that caps off another episode of the Monument Park podcast. Uh, tomorrow, Field of Dreams game should be good. Uh, Lance Lynn is pitching, which is not good actually. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe we should just straight head off to US Cellular Field or wherever whatever the place is called because I don't see how we win tomorrow. I really don't. Andrew Haney has to pitch. He's to take those last four innings, and he's got to just replicate. He's mm. just got to put it into tomorrow's start. The bullpen is taxed. It just is. Uh, these are the dog days of August where you have no off days. So at least we have an off day after this first one, um, and we just got to put key point. We've got the socks, and then we got the other socks. So wait, we have a really got to buckle down. In between that, we have a one game set against the oh, Angels. Against the Angels, that's right. It's a makeup game. So, tomorrow, not feeling too confident. We get Cease, and then we get um, Giolito. We're supposed to face Rodon on the first game, but we're not. So, it should be good. The Field of Dreams game should be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. It should just be cool, just the, you know, the visual. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Just keep it rolling. Yeah. I don't know. This is getting fun. We're getting to mid-August, and we're still in it. Season's not over yet, I guess, even though I said it, like, over. It was, like, three three episodes ago. But All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and watching. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you guys a little sooner than this past episode. See you next week. Peace.